Can we just create a ship name for Solinar and Inine? Like so Soline or Ininanar? Ininanar? Ininanar yeah. sounds like somebody's like It's a rejected Tolkien name. <laughs> no, it's de- it's definitely uh, like some medicine for senior homes. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. With the wrestling match a success, the party sans boat decides to attend a bout of jousting in support of their halfling friend. Koza's skills are newly put to paint, and Boat and Leandros go on a maybe date? So the area around you is not night, but you can see that the sun is kind of starting to dip closer and closer to the horizon. Everything's sort of a really like warm golden tone. The the area around you guys is really tamped down dirt. So people walking beside you sort of kick up waves of dust. And it looks like that's only going to get worse on the inside of the fencing because horses. Uh, several people are chattering excitedly. Many of them have the aforementioned sugared salted nut snacks and are munching away happily. A couple of people have like big like honking turkey legs that they're they're numbing on. A bunch of people have like cups of ale. Everyone seems really excited. It seems more of an energy of spirited competition rather than like active blood bloodlust. Nobody seems really eager to watch somebody get got in this joust. It just seems to be like, hey, it's like Thursday night, so we're jousting kind of did kind they, of atmosphere. Did they get all that out earlier? Yeah, they got all that out earlier with the uh, borderline embarrassing fight between Ainine and Solinar. Mm-hmm. The only person who wants bloodlust isn't a person at all. How dare you say Snuffles is not a person? Getting back to the jousted hand, you said June was with us? Yeah. Um, Solinar is, I'm going to presume Solinar is not sitting next to June because that seems like an unlikely scenario. Yeah, June's probably sitting closer to Koza. Okay, Solinar. Who is also going to be sitting with Rain because Rain is pretty much sticking to Koza right now. So you guys have two of the knights with you. Koza, you need some Rain Axe. So I'm surprised Rain is there. I would have thought she would have been down in Africa. I'm going to assume then that, uh... Alita is sitting beside Solinar. Either her or Cole, yeah. Solinar's going to nudge Alita and be like, hey, you, you should ask what the rules of the game are. What do you mean? I mean, I have no idea what the rules of this game are. Like, do they tag out? Like, do they, do they, do they run at each other with horses? I get that much. But, like, is, is the goal to, like, unhorse them and, like then wrestle them to the ground or like no the goal is to get is to unhorse them and then they fight with swords wait but it's not lethal i mean ideally no i know that that apparently happens sometimes okay wait how do you know so much about all this rain was explaining it to me this morning oh she came to my room and did my hair well that's very nice of her um so the goal, though, like, so you knock him off the horse and then you fight with swords. Like, what is what? When do you know you won? Uh, normally when one of them passes out or gives up. This sounds so brutal. Yeah, generally. A lot of broken bones happen. I'm glad that you are in the party for this, because I don't know how I would feel if one of the key members of the party was going to go out and potentially get himself delimbed. No one is going to be delimbed. The swords are blunted. Also, that's not generally the reputation that knights who have honorable sort of brands go with. Well, all right, then maybe I can relax a little bit. Well, I mean, you're not the one who's going to get bonked if there's ever a time to introduce a dishonorable knight to the situation <laughs> sir bonks a lot <laughs> wait don't isn't that one of the knights haven't we already established that one of the knights is sir bonks a lot 
Uh, are you talking about Argent? Yeah, that sounds That's right. Boinks. Oh. Yeah, he's uh he's also super in this joust, so <laughs> someone's getting penetrated. Um Whoa. What's that you say? Hold up. <laughs> Sorry, uh Boat, you're off drinking with Leandro, so nothing for you. But but Spider Sense went off. <laughs> <laughs> he heard he heard the word and like his hat like perked up on his head as if it were cat ears. Do the do the trumpets blare? Where are we at in this? Uh, yeah, the trumpets are actually going to blare. And um, do they do they have those? This is a point that's really important to me. Do they have the tiny ones that are like the little bugle horns that wrap around, or do they have the like ten foot trumpets <laughs> that they just like? They have the like 10 foot ones that echo across the entire field with the little flags hanging from them. The flags of Alaria. Heck yeah. Um, It's very it's very regal and almost embarrassingly cliche for a medieval fantasy. Is there a Folger flag on there? uh, Yes. An FF, if you will. Yeah, there is there is an there is a straight FF. There are also flags of the Johannes is the seventh Folger. So that's a. FF seven, if you're wondering. I heard the I heard it got um stained, something spilled on the flag, so they had to do a remake. It did. It was low res. The image, the JPEG they sent over was low res. You also see flags for the Erol family, the Tide family, the Villeni family, the Sarev family, and the Argo family. Any of those yours, Koza? Just out of curiosity. Well, it didn't sound like any of those were unpronounceably made up on the spot so i'm gonna say no i thought we settled on it being pronounced yorish because Koza's yeah family, like he said like he said because I'm Koza's just... family is originally from the boros empire that's yes, not the mighty... how names of the boros empire sound yes the mighty clan yorish from north boros empire i don't think any names in this universe sound like my character's name <laughs> I mean, your character on a sickle. I mean, uh, Chapman, your character's family sounds like that because you're the one who decided to pull that out of their butt. I'm sorry. That's that's a you decision, and we're like seven episodes after you've told us that that's the name. So there's no retconning it now. Yorish family coat of arms involves butt with things being pulled out of it. No, retcon it. Alex changed the guard captaincy of Palabar's cape. Uh, which was the symbol to being not the symbol all of a sudden. It's okay. It is only the symbol in conjunction with the rest of the outfit. You got logic. The cape, my case. the cape by itself doesn't mean anything. It is the I cape in conjunction with rest. the rest of the outfit. My cape. What if I took it to a tailor and had them sew the word palabar on the back of it? That would be the equivalent of writing your name on your underwear. Who cares? Well, no, How like great. a like a football jersey. How great would it be if there was enough space and just says Palaba? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not do anything except annoy me. So about these trumpets. So yes, you hear the trumpets and um, you feel as you are mounted upon Snuffle. She paws at the ground, kicking up the dirt. All of the other uh, knights with you, which all together there are six of you. Uh, go trotting out on their horses, you know, waving to the waving to the crowd, getting getting everybody ramped up. You can see that there are some people in the crowd who are holding up the heraldry of some of the various knights. No one is holding the Fulger heraldry, mostly. Because How many of these knights are like half the size of all the other ones? All of them it- are either like humans or elves. Perfect. So it's the first five knights come out and they're regal and the trumpets are going and then all the trumpeters like start putting it down and then they uh, bring it back up as you don't see the uh, Johannes come out until he makes it through them because he's not tall enough to well, make you it. See, you see the horse. You're mounted on the horse. So it looked like just like Snuffles came out by herself for a second. Yeah. Snuffles is jousting on her own. Mm-hmm. God, wouldn't it be great if you were a centaur jouster? You know, I think that that's a, uh, I think that's an Airbud movie. <laughs> There's no rule in the jousting handbook that says centaurs can't joust. Mm-hmm. If they got knocked over, would they then have to drop their lance and pull out a sword so they could do the ground combat? 
I mean, I they was just actually, stomped have them to, to death with my hooves. I was, uh, I was going to say they have to, they have to be halved. They have to like, oh! They have to, they yeah. have to crawl around on their knees for the rest of the combat. Oh, the, I just like the idea of like, they get like hit with the joust and their back just snaps in half and then they just blow back like a windsock. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> if you put a centaur in a cannon and fire it from ship to ship, it's a centaurpedo. <laughs> that wasn't good. Snap. That was bad. Don't give that anything. <laughs> Gabe, give me a give me a really just a really gross splash. See, it was bad up until Because that centaur hit the side of the ship. Up until you started talking about how bad it was, and then it was good. So it's You've given it a new life. Hey Snuffles. I just wanna let you know. No matter what happens out here, no matter how badly we beat everyone else because we're the best, remember, we're also the worst. That's right. Only at our lowest are we going to be able to prove to the people that we can overcome. So, just keep that in mind. It's my impassioned speech. Confused horse sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, when people talk me down, I say nay as well. But I also say yes. So the rest of you begin... So so the line in front of you begins splitting off and trotting back into the stable as Lilla of the Knights steps out into the center of the ring, raises her arms, and her voice seems to be magically enhanced because it is very easily projecting to everyone on the field, yet she's not really shouting in any particular way. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited today to announce the first combatants of today's joust, Johannes Folger and Unas Serev. Do a fireball! There, there's no magic in these jousts, Solinar. I was, I wasn't talking about the jousters. I was talking about Lilla. Oh. What? Why would she's just the announcer though? Because fireballs are cool. Pyrotechnics don't hurt. Okay. Unless they hate you. Anyway. They hurt a lot. So, Johannes, uh, how do you want to make your entrance? Johannes. Johannes makes his entrance. He gallops in. He's waving at the people, but he's waving more frantically at Cole. He's like beckoning him over. Uh, Cole, Cole, Cole. Cole, ha- Cole. Cole looks confused. Hands Solinar his bag of nuts and like. Oh no! Bring the nuts. He gets this bag of nuts back from Solinar. Presumably, right as Solinar is about to try and eat some of them. Yeah, like Solinar's, Solinar's reaching for the bag and like, oh, hey, thanks. And then right as he's about to dunk his hand in, like the cold snatches them back. And Solinar's like, well, like, what? It, what? He keeps going to dunk his hand and he, it gets it all in somebody's hair in front of him. He's going to pour some of the nuts into Solinar's hand and then like while still snacking, climb through the uh, gap in the wooden fence and trot up to Johannes, still crunching on nuts. Yeah, Johannes, uh, Johannes is like, come on, you're going to be my squire. He nods enthusiastically and then waits for orders. Yeah, I've, I, Johannes has already uh, got hopped down, which is a thing for Johannes and then he like boosts Cole up and Cole just kind of like ends up like over snuffles like with like his stomach like his hands are over so he can continue just eating nuts while we while Johannes snuffles back into the stable. Cole looks very confused and is vaguely worried he is going to have to joust. Inside the stable Johannes is like look here Cole I uh, have, have apparently jousted many times before, but everything I know about jousting comes from the uh, the late great guy who played the Joker, but also was in that one jousting movie. Keith Ledger. Keith Ledger. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say Keith Ledger? No, Heath Keith Ledger, like the like the candy bar. Keith Lo- Keith Logbook. Keith Ledger. So Leith Hedger. I need. I'm gonna need your help. First off, you're going to have to be the guy who hands me the lances. 
Do you think you can do that? He nods. Awesome. I knew you could do it. You've gotten so much stronger ever since Boat taught you those survivor's skills and you killed a bear with your bare hands. He like panics and like looks back and forth and is like, looks at his hands and is like, what did I do that? Second, I'm going to need you to touch up the paint on Snuffles in case we get into any fender benders. Cole looks confused at the concept, but nods. And third, I'm going to need you to help me win the crowd. He nods, realizing that his power as a cute urchin child gives him a lot of pull with this crowd. Cole, you're a better marketer than me. (laughs) I know you can do it. Cole nods. Cole slides off of Snuffles uh, and kind of lands and like looks around and is waiting for Johannes to sort of tell him what to do. Okay, now's the time. I'm going to get into my armor. I know that this is difficult for tall people to get into, but for halflings, it's super easy. Look, we've got these little clasps. I've been stretching every day. I can do that. Okay, we're ready. Helmet on. Johannes is one of those helmets that has, um, you know how they have the like T openings where it has like the, the opening here and then it has the line down. Mm-hmm. His has a J opening. That's <laughs> so stupid. Like, I'm so happy to have that be a thing, but that is so dumb and structurally unwise. And he puts it on and he holds his hand out. But then he also has to, like, lean way over as while holding his hand out to get low enough to be able to grab the lance. And uh, that that he's uh, waiting for Cole to, to lance him. All right. Uh, so he, so Cole is going to pick up two lances that look virtually identical and is looking at them very studiously and is sort of like weighing them and like wobbling them to feel the difference and yes, tensile yeah, strength. Feel the lance. He's going to kind of look and turn. Then he's going to put both of them down and grab a third one and then hand that to Johannes. Yes, the, by the heart of the lance. Good. Perfect, Cole. You're learning faster than I ever did. He's going to continue to snack on nuts. Professional. He's going to offer some to Johannes. A few nuts to calm the nerves. And Johannes takes the lance. He puts it in his pants. So he's got some lance in his pants and he grabs the nuts and he eats them real quick. And then he grabs the lance and grabs it back out. And he's like, it is time. So Cole is going to help boost Johannes onto Snuffles, who is going to feel very regal and excited to be part of a real life joust. The light hits Johannes's hair that is coming out of his uh, that's coming out of his helmet and his heraldry and sets it so that it is this glimmering beautiful gold. The palomino coat of Snuffles is also shining. Every, they they appear to gleam as they walk into the sun onto the field. The opponent is going to be astride a black horse with red and silver heraldry. You can't see anything under his armor other than his tabard is of the same heraldry. His armor is silver, and there is a black plume that comes out of the top of his helmet. He is wielding a yellow and red striped lance and appears to have been waiting for Johannes. Johannes, now is your time to roll a performance and work up the crowd. Yes, my lance is completely purple, and it's got a gold tip and a gold handle. Johannes takes it, he puts it to his mouth, and then he holds it as high as he can, which isn't actually that very high. But in that moment, he also um, projects paladinically, and he says, For the people! For a performance of a 13. That's that's passable. That's you get you get people pretty, pretty excited. They don't seem to have any heraldry or anything for you, but they're they're, you know, shaking their fists and clapping and cheering. I am a passable champion to cheer for. Alito was like, oh, that that doesn't sound very confident in himself at all. It's a pass fail class jousting. That's what I took it in paladin school. All right. So your opponent rides his horse to the end of his line and turns, readying his lance and leaning forward slightly. You and Snuffles mirror his actions, bringing you to the other side. Lilla is going to raise her hand 
and then swiftly strike it downward, calling both of you to begin your charge. I'm going to have you roll a dexterity check, a strength check, and then a dexterity saving throw. That's not good. Well, that's great. Well, that's poor. Um, so, so, th- so first, there's the dex throw. What'd you get? Six. All right. Then there's the strength roll. Twenty-two. Oh, all right then. And then there's the saving throw. Four. <laughs> are Are you serious? You got a six, a twenty-two, and a four. Well, that's not good. Well, that's great. Well, that's not great. Uh, and that's I, I exclude. Oh, that's not good. Being like a 12, not a four. No, 12 is passable. Um, that rolled off the table, so I'm going to not count that. one. Were you about to kill me? I was about to crit. You, you need to kill me. It happens. Can you imagine how ridiculous it would be if I killed you on this non-lethal joust, yet you survived the dumb sea monster fight? Keith Ledger would be proud. All right, so the two of you ride towards each other, fire burning in your eyes. You're not actually going that fast because both of you rolled a six. So the horses are kind of trotting more so than the full-scale gallop I was kind of hoping for. Um, neither of, so Johannes, you are unable to lean out of the way of, of this, this lance thrust. Who said I would even try to lean out of the way? I'm going to take it. All right. Uh, however, your opponent is, but you are able to stay on your horse. So one of you misses and then you who gets hit is able to sort of bunker down and stay set the lance shatters upon your armor. It shatters on my pecs. <laughs> As the two of you ride to the other ends and turn, preparing your horses for another another go. Uh, the your opponent, Unis, throws his shattered lance to the ground and beckons. His his squire runs up with a fresh lance that he hands him. And you guys are gonna roll again. Cole gave me this lance. This lance is gonna pierce him. Solomon right. nudges Alita again and it's like, I thought they had to do sword stuff now. Uh, when one of them gets knocked down, they have to do sword stuff. Oh. It's the weirdest rolls. All right, dex? Unnatural 20. Okay, cool. Strength? Five. Okay. Uh, dexterity saving throw? 21. Okay. What are your dice tonight? Every other roll is good or bad. It's actually, yeah, it's been every other. That's true. All right. So the two of you braced again, charge toward each other. You are booking it. Snuffles has realized that speed is key and is just sprinting towards your opponent. Your opponent is still kind of doing that light, gentle jog dealia. Um, he is unable to get out of the way of your lance, but the strength is just not enough to get him off the horse. Like you catch him in the shoulder, but neither your lance doesn't shatter and he doesn't come off of the horse. I just wanted him to know I can do all the things. All right. Now he knows I'm a well-balanced opponent. It is now your third pass. Look, I know the people in the crowd are calling for me to replace this lance, but this lance was chosen for me. By an orphan child who can't speak. If it doesn't win today, then I'm not a paladin. Ta-da! Tune in for the next episode where Johannes has to reclass. Gosh dang it. <laughs> okay, what'd you get? 17, 7, and 21. Well, at least it's not every other now. So the two of you charge forward. Snuffles has lost a little bit of momentum because she's definitely a little bit more tired than she was in the beginning. Uh, your opponent is like kind of sauntering at this point with his horse. He's not going terribly fast. However, Taunting me? However, you're able to catch him again. He's He stumbles a little, but he's not knocked off. However, you are completely unaffected by his lance. You've done three passes and neither of you have been knocked off. 
So it is time for you to ride back to the stables and dismount because the sword fight portion will now commence. Is that how this works? If nobody gets knocked off, then we still, we just like kind of like, oh, tally day. It's been a good one. Okay, uh, let's get the sword stuff over with. The way that I have set this up is if three passes, no one gets knocked down, it's considered a draw mm-hmm. and you move on to the next phase. Okay. Okay. Help me out real quick. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the listeners as well. How does this work? How, how do like jousts actually work? Or the one you're running. So the one that I'm running, the way that I've set it up is you guys get three passes to knock each other off of the horse. Right. Whoever is knocked off first is the loser of that phase. And it counts against him. Then as soon as that or her or or her. Yes, there is actually a, a, a lady noblewoman who is in this joust. Um. After if someone gets knocked off, it immediately moves to the sword phase. If nobody gets knocked off, then it's considered a draw and no one has favor going into the sword phase. Okay. There's a lot of elements of actual jousting that are not in this. It's okay. I think Johannes probably doesn't understand him anyway. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We got done with the part that I like the least. Now it's time to take the sword and just, uh, here we go. You can use your mace. You can use your mace as well if you'd like. It seems like it could do more, way more damage than a blunted blade sword. Yeah, it could. That's problematic. I don't want to. I'm. I don't want to hurt him. I just want to dent his armor. You guys act like as if I'm treating this like traditional medieval jousting and not gladiatorial combat with so, with horse lance stabbing. Yeah, Johannes has a mace uh, as a halfling. You know, uh, swords. You just other races have a little bit of extra. So he's got a mace, he's got a shield, and he's like, this is what I was bred for. All right, so roll initiative. Nat 20. Are you serious? Let's go. Yeah, I was bred for this. Oh my gosh, this is so dumb. All right, cool. You're definitely going first. That means the next roll's got to be a crit fail with how these dice have been. You can do this. I believe in you. Strength? Attack? What am I doing? You're, you're attacking. You're, this, is, this is traditional combat. I rolled another nat 20. Double max damage, my guy. Yeah, so Johannes, like, I guess, just, like, continues to ride Snuffles towards the... No, 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 you're not on the horse anymore. Does this... does Double max damage... Let me ask real quick. Does this defeat the other person? Uh, how much is double max damage for you? I mean, a mace is... A mace is a D8. So it's 16. So that's 16. My strength is plus 3, so that's... Modifier ended at the end, so 16, 17, 18, 19... Yeah, you one hit clock this guy in the head. So, so Johannes is riding the horse towards the stables and he just like like does the thing where he stands on snuffles and just jumps and he lands in like a little power stance and he goes and he just goes up to, to um goes up to Cole and Cole like throws his shield and mace and Johannes just kinda like puts his arm through and he catches the mace in one fluid motion and he goes out to the middle and as soon as the other guy what's his name uh unis as soon as unis gets out there johannes kind of like turns and he does the customary thing where they both hold their arms out and they both acknowledge each other as combatants and then johannes starts to run the sand kicking up behind him Unis runs towards him, the sand kicking up behind him. They both jump in the air at the same time, sand behind them, the golden hour setting right across them. Johannes is swinging his mace, Unis is swinging his sword. They both land on the other side. There was an audible crunch. Both the, All the crowd is like, <gasps> and they're holding their breath to see what happens. Both of them stand and turn towards each other. And as they turn, Johannes, unscathed, Unis with his entire chest cavity of his armor caved into the point where he can't stand up straight collapses forward I love how they left in the air like that while both wearing full armor <laughs> I've, like, I've got they, good strength they, they jumped like six inches off the ground <laughs> my athletics and acrobatics well actually just my athletics are really good oh my god alright so you guys see that and Koza Solinar 
Uh, Solinar is gonna like standing ovation that because that's amazing. Yeah, the crowd is gonna go nuts. Alita is going to stand clapping. Uh, Koza is going to be like pump, not Koza. Yeah. Cole is like pumping his fists excitedly, uh, still gripping his bag of snacks. Um, Rain is like politely applauding. She looks very impressed. June is like fist pumping in the air, like so excited for Johannes and Koza. Yeah, Koza's uh looking pretty excited um i mean he's not like effusive but he's clearly excited like this is like this is for like june and solonar and alita like the ending of Airbud. like they're just like really jazzed about all this johannes like puts his mace in the little loop holster at his side and he goes and he salutes the crowd the crowd just because he's crazy because he's seen boat do it before. The crowd just goes nuts. Everybody's like just absolutely. They're stomping their feet. They're cheering. They're clapping. Uh, the unconscious uh, schlumped form of Unis is dragged uh, back. Not backstage. That no. seems like the wrong word, but no, not yet. Johannes helps him up. He puts oh, him he's straight over. unconscious. There is no and- helping him up. I've got enough strength. I can drag him with these people. Okay, cool. And then Johannes, yeah, and Cole gets the other side. And together, they drag him off into the sunset. (laughs) This unconscious night. But because they're both as short as they are, like, they've got his his legs and his shoulders, but his butt is still touching the ground and just, like, No, we're just around his shoulders, and it's, like, 80% of him is actually dragging. (laughs) It's just... All right. There's going to be so much sand in that armor. Dirt collecting in his pants. As uh, you guys drag off, <gasps> what? There better not be a drag on. Do you want me to have a with drag? With all the fire breathing. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. And the glavin. And the, <laughs> and the, the teeth. Oh, God, I can't do it now because you guys keep stealing all the things I'm going to say. Uh, Lila, walks, Lila walks out with her arms up and is like, ladies and gentlemen, while we while we tend to Lord Sorev's wounds, we are our next bout will be between Argent Tide and Jason Argo. And everybody kind of loses their minds, and Alita just sort of kind of sits back down and is like, "Do we care when it's not Johannes?" I mean, I don't know. Like, as long as it's fun to watch. Where did Boat go? Um, I believe he went with gently the down the stream. What was uh, oh gently down the stream? I don't like how long it took me to process that joke. I don't like that it took me that long to get what he was trying to say. I was like, what do you mean gently down Are you eloping on the water? Oh God, please have someone elope. I want to, I want to write a wedding episode. Come on guys. I mean, boat is certainly trying with the romance arcs, all the romance arcs simultaneously. Speaking of which, let's go check in on our friend, the boat. And his dr- festive drink with Leandros. Paint a word picture for me. <laughs> Paint a word picture. Oh, that's. I hope I get that framed and put in my office. Paint a word picture for me, Alex. It's my version of play it again, Sam. Write me like your French girls. All right, don't make me do that. <laughs> so, you walk into a tavern that is significantly more polished than ones you are used to, but not so far as to be considered pompous or over the top. The tables are clean, everything is very comfortable, the light is very warm, everything's very flattering. Uh, You can smell the savory scents of like stews and roasted meats, and also a couple of sweet pies that seem to have been baked fresh for the patrons coming in. The ale is not some kind of cheap swill, it's it's full-bodied. It has a note to it that feels refreshing. It's certainly not there just to get you drunk. It is there to be an experience of drinking. It is run by a young uh, tiefling gentleman who, despite what you would expect, given that he is young and tiefling, has sort of a full beard going on. Um, There are several patrons that are already there, and the atmosphere is of constrained joviality. This isn't like rowdy or insane like a lot of bars are. This isn't ruckus. This is 
energized. This is positive. All right. And I imagine we both walked in at the same time. Like we walked over there together. You did, though. Leandro sort of like smacked the door open and it swung really, really intensely. And he was like, hello, my friends, I have returned. Boat waits a beat to sort of see what the reaction in the room is to his announcement. Everyone turns and like raises their cup and is like, hey, like it's it's very they they clearly know this guy. Mm-hmm. Norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very similar to Cheers. Well, Boat just uh, sort of uh, uh, taps him on the on his back. He's like, hey, man, why don't you grab a table? I'm going to go grab some drinks. Well, what do you want? Of course, my friend, the barkeeper here knows what I like. Tell him to give me my special, the oatmeal version. The oatmeal version. They have a wonderful oatmeal stout. What do you, is that what you'd recommend? I would indeed. Notes of cinnamon. All right. I'm, I'm down for that. Uh, Boat. Uh, Confidently strides up to the up to the bar and uh, gets the uh, young tiefling's attention. Yes. Can I help you? Hey there, friend. What's your name? Oh, my name is Sarev. What can I do for you? Oh, hey, Sarev. Uh, I'm looking to get a couple of drinks here. Uh, my buddy Leandros over there recommends the oatmeal stout. It is hard to miss him. I will go get a tankard for you. One moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enough for the both of us. He walks up and puts a small barrel, like maybe like a foot tall barrel onto Mm -hmm. the counter with two mugs. All right, man. How much do I owe you? I will put this on Lord Leandros's tab. You are fine. No, no, no. I'm trying. He did me a favor today. I'm trying to pay him back. The least I can do is buy his beer. Oh, well, he is quite the drinker. Are you sure? I mean, I'm not buying eight rounds, but uh, he put a small barrel of stout on the counter and you're like, well, let's not get too crazy here. <laughs> How much will it cost? You're buying like a full growler for this dude right now. How much will it cost? It's like two silver. OK, that's fine. It's, it, I mean, it's high quality. It's nice. The prices in this world. (laughs) I am aware that I do not make economic sense with the world, and that is because I am a dumb that is not good with the economy, Nix. It's 20 gold for the the barrel, but it's two silver each if you buy a tankard. Aren't there, like... DM guides that like cover no, all this information. No, don't you dare bring your reason. I'm doing logic. my best to try and make it consistent now. Okay, guys, I'm trying really hard. Boat looks around at all the other patrons. He's like, "Hey, if he wants to charge me that much for that, then he can charge me that much for that. All the rest of you just go back to your business. Mind your own." And I, <laughs> and then the one that uh, that was talking just goes back to missing dartboard. <laughs> Except one out uh, of like like four out of every a hundred shots he hits. There's so many holes in the wall around this dartboard. Also, I am aware that the D and D official guides have currency conversions and whatnot, and I'm using those now. So all of you get off my back. I am aware that I am bad at building economy systems. I'm not trying to sass you. I'm looking at the fact that it's like one gold piece could be a bed roll or 50 foot of ro- rope or a goat. Because I was like, I never even thought about buying goats. You should not have said that because Chapman's eyes lit up like you just promised him a puppy. I think he's wearing a uh, he is I'm, wearing a shirt right now that says I like goats more than people. So. I mean, he's going to have this tiny goat army. Well, I've got 130. I'm taking I'm taking command of this situation now. Okay, so to be honest, this shirt doesn't exist, but I really want it to exist now so I can buy it and wear it. It exists. I can send you a link. <laughs> um, I've, I've got 130 gold, so feasibly we could buy at least 130 goats. Uh, excuse you. You haven't factored in tax. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, yes, Boat. You're taking command of the situation. Yeah, I'm going to take the tankard now, pay the money that was rightfully priced, give it to the tiefling and take take the tankard and mugs back to wherever Leandros has found a table for us. You see that there is a table in the corner that is sanctioned off by velvet curtains tied off. 
Ooh, um, velvet. It, this apparently seems to be Leandros' private table. All right. Uh, hey, buddy, I got uh, I got uh, a big mess of that stuff. They said it was really good. So uh, wonderful. My normal nightly order. Fantastic. I thought I'd try. I thought I'd just try a little bit from this one before I ordered my own. Of course. He, you know, pop, he pop. He's going to take the tank, the, the barrel from you, pop the cork and pour it into both of the tankards, closing it up, putting it to the side and sort of handing you and doing that thing that where you where you clank them together. What kind of table are we at? Is it uh, sort of like a booth table or what? It's going to be uh, sort of booth like in construction, but it's not going to be super dissimilar from the tables around it. Essentially, it looks like this was a booth cobbled together from the existing seating. Okay. More so than like he pulled put in like couches. Okay, that was sort of my question. I didn't know if it was that kind of VIP area. No, no, no. It's 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 chairs. It's it's very much just like a sanctioned off version that is very little different from the other tables and stuff around. Okay. All right. I take uh, I take a big uh, drink out of my mug of this oatmeal stout. What does it taste like? Paint me a word picture. The stout itself is going to have a really strong body to it, but a very smooth finish. It is going to have notes of cinnamon and oat in such a way that it is reminiscent of delicious oatmeal. Hold on. I like um, strong I can... bodies and smooth finishes. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> I know. That's why I jumped on it. I was going to say. I saw you getting ready. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like Boat himself, strong bodied and with a smooth finish. Oh, Ew. yeah. <laughs> oh, Why do you yeah. guys always... Okay, hold on. Pump the brakes. We're always jumping on about how, oh, Alex is always shipping when I just point out, like, obvious ships that would exist. And then you guys jump in with, like, yeah, this is Boat. Like, it's like... Alex, his name is Gravy Boat Barnes. His name is Charles Barnes. I'm not talking about his given name. I'm talking about his spirit name. Chapman's face is about how I feel right now. <laughs> For those um, of you who can't see, Chapman's got this scowl on his face right now that I don't think I can mimic without a beard, but it's delightful. Uh, so I take a big swig of my oatmeal stout. Uh, you have described to me how it tastes. Strong of body, silken of touch. That's not the word. Those aren't the words I yeah. used at all. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, I slam it back down on the table and just uh, wipe my mouth. I, I let it take my breath away. Um, oh, man, that was really good. That's a, thanks for the recommendation, man. This is really awesome. Absolutely. I prefer drinks that feel more like meals. Absolutely. It it's, certainly makes things go a lot quicker if you don't have to eat dinner. Well, I certainly wouldn't drink too much of this on an empty stomach, friend. Might I order a stew? That'd be great. What kind of stew do they have tonight? I believe tonight is lamb. Ooh, I like that. Maybe there's some fresh baked bread, too. As if summoned by the wind and your words, a uh, plates of stew and a loaf of hot bread with uh, sweet honey butter is placed on your table. It's almost like the staff can hear Leandros from anywhere inside the building. Yeah, shocker. Almost like that, right? Oh, man, this is great. This is fantastic. Is this like your regular place? It is. I enjoy spending my time amongst the people of which I serve. It's too easy, you know. He leans forward sort of conspiratorially. It's, and, and sort of what he thinks is a whisper. It's too easy, my friend, for one's noble background to distract one from the duties that one has. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. Uh, so you... Tell me a little bit about your noble background. How did you find your way to the, your current service? The Versailles family has been serving the, the crown of Valaria for some time now. I am fifth in my family line to serve in the Ilarian Knights. Oh, wow. Oh, so your family name's Versailles? Yes. Leandos Versailles. Mm. Tell me, uh, so are you mainly just a knight or can you do other things? I don't know what you mean. I'm just trying to see if you're very versatile. Well, one would be needing to be versatile to serve as an adequate knight. 
Well, how did you come to be? Uh, how did you come to be tied up in the nights? Tell me a little about yourself. Well, there's not much to me, my friend. You would find more interesting stories with the other knights, but I. Fi- I imagine he's sitting there saying this with his hands on his mug out in front of him. I take my right hand and just sort of tap the back of one of his hands like, I'm I'm sure there's some stuff you could tell me. I'm sure there's a lot to you. Uh, yes, sure. <laughs> that, long that long pause was Alex's struggle. <laughs> Watching to her figure out... Watching her expression change like four times as she's like, what the? Can I roll persuasion? What do you mean persuasion? He's still going to talk to you. It's just Alex is weirded out. Okay. All right. Well, I trained with a eye to the knighthood for some time. It was very important to me that my role did not come solely from nepotism, though I don't doubt that. My family name has given me some advantage. I like to think that I have earned my place among my fellow knights. Oh, man, I don't know how I can tell you how much I respect that. I came I came from very humble beginnings. So to see somebody that had opportunities to sort of skate through and leapfrog over people, I'm, I'm, I respect you very much that you tried to do it on your own. Well, truthfully, there are knights without a noble background in our group. Oh, really? There are. Uh, Lady Lilla is not of a noble background. Lady Rain is of a different sort of background. Interesting. Is there is there any kind of like, uh, I don't know, friction between the noble knights and the ones that uh, came from, let's say, less than noble backgrounds? I like to think that there is no friction, only camaraderie. Though there is a there is a snippet of competition, I think, between Lord Argent and Lord Breland. They butt heads oh, really? like rams. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. It has gotten significantly worse since Lady Saya has come into our wardship. How did she find her way to you? Well, uh, she was wandering the town lost and ran into Lord Breland who gave her shelter and food for the night, and she proved herself quite useful in a few different occasions and became our ward. I'm sure that she must have told you about how Lord Breland and her met before even that. A dragon destroyed her village, and Breland was the reason there were any survivors. That's what cost him his eye. Mm. I see. No pun intended. Um, oh, did, so she was just wandering lost like she hadn't lost her memory or anything. She just didn't know where to go. Well, when one has lost their family, where does one go? That's true. That's true. I uh, I left my dad when I was 15. So I understand. Why would you leave your father, sir? Well, uh, after my mom left, dad took me and uh, we moved to a monastery so he could uh, study there. So I came up in the monastery for probably about 10 years. Um, Forgive me. What do you mean your mother left? She, uh, I don't really like to talk too much about my mother, but she, uh, for some reason or other, just wasn't happy in their marriage and just decided to take off and left me and my dad on our own. So she abandoned her child. How old were you? I was, I was about five. So she abandoned a young child. How does, how could one do such a thing? I ask myself that every day. Um, it's, uh. You know, I'm not trying to get uh, I'm not trying to turn this too much into a therapy couch or anything, but it uh, it definitely has uh, played on me for the last, you know, last few decades of my life really affected how I interact with people. I think that might be part of the reason I wander the world. I see. But anyway, um, dad was great. I just I didn't want to spend the rest of my life uh, stuck in a monastery. So when I had a chance to travel around and see things, I jumped at it. And that's how I got You in. wish to forge your own path. Exactly. That's how I got uh, joined up with uh, traveling wrestlers and uh, the circus and everything. And we toured and I've seen the world. I've been a champion multiple times. I uh, have a lot of fans. I've, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So would you credit your time at the monastery for these experiences? Or would you more attribute them to your decision to leave and forge out on your own? 
Um, I guess I could answer yes to both questions. Like, even though I wanted more, the time at the monastery really, like, taught me how to focus and how to apply myself in uh, disciplined ways. And that, in turn, allowed me to, you know, hone my body into what it became at my height and uh, helped me cope with uh, the struggles of the road. Leandros nods thoughtfully. But, you know, it gets lonely sometimes, but I, I deal with it. I deal with it. Yes. The life of a warrior is often lonely. There are many trials mm-hmm. one must forge forth on their own. Yeah, I know. It sound, you know, it sounds like we've had different experiences, but maybe maybe we're not at all that different places in our lives, you know? If only we could all find such camaraderie. Absolutely, man. Hey, like this is great stew. Thanks for thanks for uh, ordering it, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. The chef here is quite talented. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what goes on for fun around here? Well, currently we are in the midst of a festival. That is much of the fun for the populace. Um mm-hmm. But to be frank, most of our time, at least from the perspective of the knights, is spent on our missions. Most notably, the one that requires monitoring your friends and you that the queen has has put us on of late. Oh, yeah, I can appreciate that. I understand you got a job to do. You know, we're trying we're trying not to be too problematic. Well, it is my understanding that one of us or two of us will accompany you back to the Glade of the Nymphs to ensure your safety. It would be really swell if you could come with us. I believe that Lady Rain is one of the escorts. Oh, that's a shame. I would love it if we could hang out a little bit more. I don't doubt that our paths will cross again, friend. But for now, let us enjoy the night. Absolutely. And Boat like, just sort of like slaps him on the shoulder, uh, grips his shoulder tightly for maybe just a half a second too long. Is like, I'll drink to that, friend. And I, I raise my glass with, or my mug with my other hand. Uh, to try to get a toast going. So you guys uh, clank your mugs, a teeny bit of beer comes out of both of them in like a sort of jovial exuberance, and the conversation fades out into into the waning day as we wonder what will happen when we go over back to Johannes. Ask your doctor if it's right for you. <laughs> Side effects may include incontinence. Ask your doctor about prescription strength diapers of holding if incontinence is your problem. Oh, God, literally all of us are horrified now. <laughs>